Hey guys, Joshua Miller here. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. It doesn't cost a thing to download. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Podcast, and many, many more. It automatically will send them to those. You can make money from the podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. You don't have to click and drag from one to another and have several open and use it. It's all in one place for you. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks. Have a great day. I hope you're having a blessed day in the Lord. Thank you for tuning in to today's segment. This segment is part of the series, The Acts of the Holy Ghost, based in the book of Acts. It is a series that we are going through at Victory Baptist Church. I hope you enjoy. Let's pray together real quick. Dear Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for what you've done for us today. I pray, Lord, that you would use this uh, segment here, this message here, Lord, to touch those around us, touch those in need, and help us spiritually to grow and to live for you and to be good examples and good followers of Christ that we should be. In Jesus' name, amen. Good to see everyone here today. I'm glad all of you are able to make it to the house of the Lord today. Um, I said there's many out sick, so remember them. Hope we'll see them hopefully next Sunday, Lord willing. Or Wednesday, tonight, Wednesday. We have a couple services between here and next Sunday. But thank the Lord for His grace and His mercy. Like I said earlier, that's... It's been a busy, busy week. Uh, last, I'll go back to last Saturday with all the rain that we've had. We've had a lot of rain for several days. Uh, my septic tank started backing up into the house. It's like, oh no, I'm gonna have to get pump water out, pump water out of it because the leach field's not working. And so I was let it have a couple days because the rain kind of quit there on uh, Sunday I believe it was so I gave it Sunday and Monday and it was still backed up but then I remembered that the kids had stuffed it with toilet paper I said well maybe it's just that that they've packed the pipes with the toilet paper and I can unclog it but still after work Monday I went to I still had to dig the lid up, so I had to dig in the mud, get the, dig all the mud out down to the lid and pull the, the lid up. I pulled it up and it, it was that. They had clogged it up. Thankfully, the, the, my leach field was working, so I thanked the Lord for that, that it was working. It's still fine. It was The water level was where it should have been. So I unclogged that, put the lid back on, put the dirt back on, so that was good. Tuesday comes around and we had been expecting a transformation in our work 
they had mentioned that there was going to be 2,000 uh, salary jobs eliminated and they were going to reconfigure uh, our location, the South region. Uh, would be South Carolina, North Carolina, Florida, like Tennessee, I may be missing one, but that region's in eight regions. They're going to take it down from eight regions to one region. And so for a couple months, I think it's been a couple months since they said that, but we've had people have been stressed out and worried, who's it going to be? Who are they going to, at our branch, who are they going to let go? Who are they going to get rid of? Who are they going to lay off? Been worried, been worried. I've been trying to keep everybody calm and remember so that don't, don't get stressed out. Oh, the Lord will take, will handle it. I don't know who it's going to be, but the Lord will handle it, is what I would say. So Tuesday morning, they started getting rid of people at work. And it was, uh, so that was hurtful there, kind of what they were doing. It's hard. If, I don't know if anyone here has been laid off before, but it's, been, it's, it's rough. And you kind of, especially if you, if you like the people you are working with and you kind of formed a family and you, the, your work anyway was uh, streamlined. You knew what your job was, the next person's job, you knew what it was. So you had it, had it rolling, had to get a lot of work done, get a, it was a, a good effort that we all had together. Put, everyone put in their own part. Well, they come in and start ripping that apart. So that was a hard day trying to get through that for myself. Although I was not laid off, but we had three laid off there. Good co-workers, friends laid off. So we had to work through that Tuesday. Jackie and I had a, Jackie had an appointment because we found out we were expecting another child and we had an appointment Tuesday. And so I went, I left early Tuesday after that, after I found that out, I left after lunch. So we went to the appointment. So we get to the ultrasound and we're watching they're fixing, the baby's fixing to show up on the ultrasound. I'm looking, so there's the baby, the baby looks good. And I, hold on, what's that? And there's two babies. Oh, <laughs> and, like, no, oh okay, okay, so twins, yes. Thank you, Lord. And, <laughs> so <laughs> both babies are, we don't know yet, not that far, she's eight weeks now, I think, so not far enough for long to know. So, found out we're having twins. This is that. So, I have five children now. So, thank the Lord for that. But we're going to have to, something else we'll have to work through. But I know the, the Lord will help us. He'll give us strength. So, I'm not worried about that anyway. But thank the Lord for that. So, it's been busy. I think there's something else I'm forgetting. Sir? Yeah, I need my job. I need my job. I've been calculating stuff. Double this, I need double strollers, I need double cribs, I need a bigger car, I to sell the car I have and get something else. And so I'm still going. But I had the double rubes add on, add on to the new house. But anyway, diapers, everything. It's going to be rough for a while, but we'll get through it. So, Acts chapter 1. I want to, Lord willing, I think Brother Ken will be out, so remember him in prayers, be out for a while, for a few weeks, uh, six weeks, right? Or at, least? at least, okay. So Lord willing, I'll be filling in for you for six weeks that we, I've been aware of. So Lord willing, 
I would like to do it on Sunday mornings. We might carry over to Sunday nights, but I'd like to do a, a mini-series in Acts, and we can look at the... And you notice how the... It's awesome how the Lord works because this morning in Sunday school kind of touched on it. The, we looked at Mark chapter 9 and we saw that the disciples, this was before they had the, or God gave them the commission to go out two by two and to preach the word. This is before Jesus died on the cross. So the Holy Spirit hadn't been given to everyone who believed yet, just a few. So Jesus had sent them out to start this work, to, to spread out the the gospel. So they did, but we see in Mark chapter nine or eight that they went they were they came upon something that they couldn't handle on themselves. They found someone that was possessed with the demon. They called him a, a dumb spirit. There was a demon in there that was controlling this person. He couldn't speak. And they tried to cast them out, but they used it they tried to cast that in what they knew how to do. What they were they didn't have the they were trying to do it in their own own power instead of the Holy Ghost. And so we see that they didn't cast the Spirit out. And there was a couple other places that they had tried. And for example, the, son, the seven sons of Sceva came across this one person that was possessed by demons. The seven brothers, seven of them, went to cast the demons out of this man, and they couldn't do it. The demon said... God I know, Jesus I, or Paul I know, Jesus I know, but who are you? Now this was later. We'll, I think we'll look at this in Acts. We'll say, Paul I know, Jesus I know, but who are you? And I think they got scared after that. But the demons with this one man beat all seven of the men, stripped all their clothes off, beat them up, and kicked them out of the house. They were trying to do it in their own power. So in Acts here, we see we, the Great Commission was given in the Gospels here, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So Acts comes in just after this and picks up here right at the ascension, just at, at the ascension. And Jesus is speaking to his disciples, to his followers. And he's given the Great Commission. He's been on earth for 40 days He's been seen by over 400 or 500 people already after he died, buried up three days and rose again. Over 500 people has, has seen him since he rose again out of the grave. He was still doing miracles after that. And so we pick up here with the book of Acts. I want to read an introduction. I would like to do kind of go through here and see how the power of the Holy Ghost in God's people. So I'm going to give you the introduction to Acts here. This is, the book of Acts was written by Luke, the physician, to Theophilus as a supplement to the Gospel of Luke. Luke wrote the Gospel of Luke and he wrote Acts. And we'll see that here in a minute in chapter 1. The Gospel of Luke relates all that Jesus began to do and teach. The Gospel of Luke is all that Jesus began to do and teach. The Acts of the Apostles begins with the ascension of Jesus and tells the story how the gospel was spread far beyond the confines of the Jewish community to the whole world. And this was by the disciples. The statement of Jesus in Acts 1.8, And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and into the uttermost part of the earth. 
This provides an excellent outline for the book. Ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. The book of Acts concludes rather abruptly with Paul's imprisonment in Rome. It is assumed that the reason for this unexpected closing is that Luke had recorded all the significant events known to him at the time. Hence, the date for the writing of the book is generally agreed to be about A.D. 61. It is clear from the certain passages within the book of Acts that the author was with the apostle Paul on several occasions. And we will, you can see that in Acts chapter 16, 20, 21, and chapter 27, chapter 28. We'll see that Luke is mentioned or Luke's specify something you can tell it you know it was him in fact many believe that Paul was referring to Luke in 2nd Corinthians chapter 8 verse 18 when he mentions the brother who was praised throughout all the churches Luke's purpose in writing Acts was not to give a complete history of the growth of the church but only to list those events events which he was familiar he wrote his account went through Acts. He, he wrote what he knew and how God worked through his disciples when the Holy Ghost came. And he gives us that this comprehensive Acts, we call it, the Acts of the Apostles. So we see that the shift, the gospel was given to the Jews that started there. Christianity started there and spread from the Jews to the Gentiles. And we thank God to the, for that since we're, I'm a Gentile. You know, I think most of us in here are Gentiles, right? Uh, so we start with Acts chapter 1, verse 1. The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up after that, he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which, he saith, ye have heard of me, for John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? This time they're thinking he's going to restore the physical kingdom at this time, but that's not what Jesus came for at that this time. He said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? 
This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. So we see the ascension. The Here is the ascension of Jesus, and then it's the great commission that he had given already in the Gospels. He, start, he starts... He's, Jesus has completed his task on earth and he's going back to heaven momentarily. We know he's coming back and he's going up. And so the, the disciples were gazing what they were in awe, I can imagine. I mean, if you see someone that you love and they start rising up into the heaven and you're watching them, I would be standing there a while watching too until I couldn't see them anymore. And they're standing there gazing, but the angel said, why are you gazing? It's, He'll come back as he said he would in the same manner. And, he, and he's saying, give, you have a, God, he gave you a job to do. Get, get on with your job. Let's get started with your job that you've been given. So we see the commencement of the Great Commission. And we see the proofs of his resurrection in verse 3. He said, To whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs. Infallible proofs. There there's no way that you can uh, I left the word left me but there's no way you could this is a lie this was true this happened this is fact this is history what we're reading right now this is history this is something that happened that took place and it's infallible proofs and so he lists a couple of the proofs one being seen of them he's speaking about the disciples the apostles he says, being seen of them 40 days, this was proof. People had seen him, seen Jesus after he died, saw him alive again. Proof, the infallible proofs. Being seen of them 40 days, and he spoke to them of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And are just reminded of when we, if we go back a little bit, the two, I can't remember the, the two, the two, two uh, disciples' names, but they were on their way. We know it as the road to Emmaus. Jesus came down, came up to them, and started walking with them. And so the whole time to the to the they were walking from Jerusalem to Emmaus, and they were walking. Jesus came and started walking with them. They were upset and distraught because of what had happened. They didn't realize it was Jesus, but they saw him and they were talking to him. And they, he said, "Don't you understand what what happened?" Jesus did to them. And so Jesus started, he says, with Moses and the, the law and with the book of Moses, and he showed him Jesus. All the way to Jesus died on the cross, he showed them what happened, why this had to happen. He explained it to them. And once they, they went, made it to Emmaus, then Jesus revealed it then himself to them, and they realized it was Jesus. But as soon as he, they realized it, he disappeared. But they got up. They had a, had a for some, whatever their mission was in Emmaus was nil after seeing Jesus. So they ran back all the way back to Jerusalem to tell everybody they saw Jesus. And there's many other, many other stories, accounts of that happening after Jesus was arose. So Jesus speaks to him before he leaves. John, verse 5, For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Meaning not many days from now, the Holy Ghost will come upon you. 
And there's many proofs, many, many proofs here. So this must have been an exciting time to see we, the one that we had followed, had followed his ministry three and a half years. He was crucified, then he rose again. And he was performing more miracles even after that. And then he, he tells us to hold on. We're going to send someone else, the comforter. He already told him. He told the disciples, I'm going to send the comforter to you. I, the comforter can't come to you until I leave. I have to leave for the comforter to come. It says, For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. So we're going to see some amazing events that take place because the Holy Ghost came down. Let's look. We should let's look at one. I think we'll be able to. And I encourage you now. I think, if Lord willing, we will do this. So I encourage you through the week to read Acts, read it through as we're going through it, because we won't be able to cover every every verse in here. But read through it. You read through it on your time and your devotions. Read through it all the way through. All right. So we we'll go to uh, chapter two. Here's the promise. The promise being given. Jesus gave them promise there in chapter 1. We just looked at it. He would send the Holy Ghost. Alright, chapter 2. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it set upon each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues, the Spirit, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded, because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born? And now they're starting to explain what languages they hear them in. Parthians, Medes, Elamites, the dwellers of Mesopotamia and Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and in the parts of Libya about Cyrene and strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes, Cretes, and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues, notice what they say, the wonderful works of God. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, what meaneth this? But we're going to look at this. The Holy Spirit came down and just overwhelmed the disciples there. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. And they couldn't do anything but proclaim God and proclaim Jesus. Proclaim His power and the wonderful works of God to everyone there. So this just um, catapulted the gospel to, I think there's 15 languages, so at least 15 nations. It just catapulted that the furtherance of the gospel there in a split second. The Holy Ghost overwhelmed the men of God and they began to prophesy the word over 15 nations heard the gospel. And they were amazed at the wonderful works of God. So this is going to be, we want to pay attention to the Holy Ghost. Hey, overwhelms them, the disciples, and they can't do anything but serve God and proclaim Him, speak His name, speak His works, speak about who He is. And we're going to see this carried out through the whole book of Acts. The Holy Ghost is leading this uh, 
missionary work to proclaim the gospel throughout the whole world, the great commission that was given by Jesus. You see that the 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 uh, so that promise was given to them, and they had received the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to go ahead. We'll go down to verse 14, and we'll see Peter's sermon. And we'll read down to probably about verse 21. So now he is full of the Holy Spirit. If you go back and look at the Gospels and you see Peter, how he was, he was bold. He many times spoke out before he even thought about what he was going to say. And he, we see that sometimes he was confused. But we see when the Holy Ghost came and was a power on him, he was led by the Holy Ghost. He was, had, he was his boldness for Christ and to preach the word. That was his, his goal in life then. He, was kind of, he thought at one time, maybe Jesus talking about Jerusalem, the city, that he's going to take over their, that and restore that kingdom. And they said so they would get swords and shields and they were going to get men to fight and, just, and take over. That was kind of Peter's thought at one time. But now he's filled with the Holy Ghost, filled with power from on high. So verse 14 says, But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken, as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it, shall, and it shall come to pass in the last days, days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned in the darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. The Holy Ghost came, and that's why did He come? We wonder, we might wonder, this is why. It shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I thank the Lord for that. I thank God that this, we can see, this is where the, it was pro, the catapulted forward, the gospel, the missionary work, and it spread to us here because of this. We thank God for that. Thank the Lord that how He has worked it out. And we, we know God, we know Jesus through the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost. He says we are... Uh, confess him and we we ask him that profess that Jesus Christ is Lord and he will come into our hearts and that's by the Holy Spirit that he comes into our hearts and he he takes over the old flesh and we become new creatures in Christ all the old all the bad all the sins have been washed away and been wiped away we are new creatures in him we'll be able to and like Peter be able to stand up and thousands and thousands of people be saved
because of the Holy Ghost, because Peter stood up and he gave the message, he gave the Word of God. He was bold in Christ. That boldness, I pray that we will have that boldness in Christ through the Holy Spirit. We as Christians, we have Christ living living in us through the Holy Spirit. We have that power. It was mentioned in Sunday school earlier that we have that power that they had then. We still have it. The Holy Ghost is still as alive and well as he was then, 2,000 years ago. He still he hasn't changed. He's the same. I thank the Lord for that, and I pray that we would, including myself, that we would, we would give ourselves, our lives, surrender to him, to the Holy Ghost leading in our lives and follow him. Uh, let's let's through this through today through this week. I hope that we'll consider this: Are we are we following the Holy Ghost leading? He's He's in our hearts. He dwells in us as Christians, those of us that are saved, and He leads us and guides us as He's doing these disciples, and they're doing great and wonderful things. So let us consider: Are we following Him? Are we serving? Are we doing His will? He's given us that, the direction, and I pray that we will follow. Let's all stand and we'll close an invitation. So if you would, today if you have a chance, we'll read through the rest of Peter's sermon here in chapter 3. I mean 2. Uh, the altar's open here for anyone here the Lord, the Holy Spirit is dealing with, whether we are Christians or we're, maybe we may know we've maybe backslidden a little bit, we're not where we should be. The Holy Spirit may be prodding us. The altar's open for that. The altar's open. If anyone doesn't know Christ as their Lord and Savior, they can know Him today before it's too late. We're not promised tomorrow. Life is but a vapor. It appears for a little time and then it vanisheth away. We, we expect to get up in the morning, but that may not be the case. We may expect to be here tonight for a service, but that may not be the case. We kind of we try to put trust and security into our jobs, but that's not the case. We have to trust God as our Creator, Jesus as our Savior, our Holy Spirit as our comforter. And as we consider that, we'll let the Lord lead, let the Holy Spirit lead. Let's pray. Dear Father, Lord, I thank you for today. Thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for what you've done for us, what you've given us. I pray, Lord, that as we've we've seen the kind of the introduction here to Acts and what Acts was written for, and we kind of see the first movements of the Holy Ghost. Jesus had promised the the Comforter would come, and He has come now. We, as we see and we follow the Holy Ghost and see as the, the work and see your works being completed and souls saved, and there was over 3,000 people were saved here in this, uh, in, through this sermon, through the Holy Spirit's leading, and it just continued. 3,000 and 5,000 and hundreds and hundreds of people gave their heart to the Lord. I pray that we would we would be submissive to your will and to your way. I pray that we'd be uh, sensitive to your to your word in every step of our life. I pray that we would be that example, that uh, motivator 
to the lost around us that they would, through us, see Christ and accept Christ as their Lord and Savior before it's too late. I thank you for what you've done, for what you that for what you've given us. Thank you for what you've given me. I give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen.